What's 420 got to do with it? A short history. When the colonists came to the Americas, there were laws about hemp and pot. And one of the laws was you had to grow a certain amount of hemp to support the colony because hemp is an incredibly powerful fiber that can be used for all sorts of things. Um, and then apparently around the early 1900s, let's say 1930, something like that, DuPont invented nylon. They were finding uses for oil. Those people who found that new energy source and quickly brought it all under their control wanted to find new ways to monetize it, and they found you could make nylon out of it. You could do various things with it. However, it wasn't quite as good as hemp. And so they had to demonize and get rid of hemp, which is why they created uh, the laws making pot illegal along with hemp, as if hemp has anything to do with smoking pot. And, um, you know, that was had various levels of enforcement until the War of Drugs came on, which is basically a war on consciousness, which I believe is Graham Hancock's TED Talk. And since then... People have been trying to get the right to put into their own bodies what they want and to use uh, pot, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. Um, and for 20 years or so, they tried to do that in the legal route. They tried to just say, we should be able to do what we want and we can smoke and we can have fun and recreationally tried to get it permitted. However, that didn't work at all. And so it wasn't until they began using the medicinal argument and say, there's people wasting away with cancer, and if they smoke pot, first of all, they don't have all these side effects from all these painkillers, and there's not all these addictive properties, and they, they get their appetites back because pot makes you want to eat. And they, and they feel better, and we're helping people with leukemia and cancer, so we need to make medical marijuana legal. And as you know, if you've ever been to California, uh, pretty much everybody who wants to do drugs has a medical marijuana card, who wants to do pot has a medical marijuana card that you can get for anything, headaches, dizziness, confusion, whatever you want. And that's the excuse in parentheses for everyone to smoke. But luckily, it allows almost everyone to smoke without going to jail, right? Or to use pot. So, And now we have two states that have actually legalized pot for whatever use. Uh, Colorado and Washington. So medicinally or not recreationally, you can use it. All right, what do we in the world of the sexuality revolution learn from this? We have practiced and preached and tried to get people to see for centuries that sex is something that should not be regulated by the powers that be. And yet most of our efforts seem to be spent on begging those in power to let us have our rights back, to engage with whom we want, when we want, to advertise, to have this as a part of commerce like anything else. 
and get rid of the stigma. And I mean, we've made progress. I, I feel in the last, you know, hundred years or whatever, women's rights and divorce and, um, yeah. Check out Chris Ryan. He talks about this stuff a lot in the book, sex is sex at dawn and in his podcast. Anyway, uh, we have made progress. However, we pretty much are at a still stand as far as sexual rights go in commerce. And the reason is that we keep using the same arguments that people used about pot for 20 years with no success. We need to talk about how touch heals even more how sexuality heals, how sexuality is a basic part of a happy life. Most Americans don't have any happy sex life, and so they're determined that no one else should have one either. They don't think it's possible for them. They're just living a life of grim determination uh, and quiet despair. And so they see no reason why other people should be having fun. Well, first of all, we need to show them their lives don't need to be grim determination and quiet despair. Their lives can be joyful celebrations of everything that's wonderful about them. And when we release them and help them to let go of their sexual fears and inhibitions and guilt and shame and uh, commitments that hold them to lives they don't want to live, then they're going to stop working in these ugly offices all day and commuting two hours to work through freeway smog. But until then, we need to connect to where there is actually compassion with them. Compassion, who does our society have any compassion for? Well, we have a little bit, <clears throat> a tiny little bit for old people. We have quite a bit for the disabled some people consider uh, parking in a handicapped parking space tantamount to theft or worse. So we do have some compassion for the disabled and also veterans. Well, luckily, these are the three groups who could benefit most. Through some kind of touch therapy or some kind of uh, intimacy and connection to help them heal, the problems that they have. We have the research already about how touch is a healing modality. And we need to trumpet that. And then we need to start looking for, there's fantastic that we have cuddle businesses now. And these cuddle businesses need to focus their attention on those who cannot receive touch in the normal marketplace of relating and intimacy which are the groups that I just talked about. They need to donate to them. They need to gather funds to go touch these people and hold them. They need to start using these basic human healing modalities to heal people. A friend posted something. He said, if you have access to a, a psychological professional, you're more likely to have your mental illness after a year than if you don't, which was an interesting um, statement. I don't know what his source is for that. But I know that mothers heal children, and they do it by cuddling them and touching them and kissing their owies, and that's how it works. And there's a lot of empirical evidence on healing and touch. So we need to start talking about it like that. We need to start approaching the problem that way. 
And just like marijuana, we're going to go down that slippery slope of compassion until people are okay with recreational sexuality, which is kind of how sex works. The 420 solution to sexual bigotry and shame and laws and punishments. It doesn't matter what those in charge feel. If the people in power had their way, we would all be wearing chains uh, in cotton fields. We have to convince those around us who also have a lot of power about the necessity of touch for healing, about the importance of sexuality as a healing modality. That's what we need to do. Make any sense? Want any help? Let me know. This is Ryan Orock. Yeah, there's pretty much just one of me, so I'm easy to find. Thanks for listening.